Alright. <laughs> and we back. Episode 7, 17, whatever. Who's keeping count? Black Broadway Podcast. One time. Hey, four for four. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Back in the building once again. Hey, my producer, regulator, Dre Black. Got the reins of this thing. We're going to ride it on home, y'all. We got a very special guest. Very, very intriguing. Political rundown of the whole year. Black Broadway. Uh-huh. Shout out. I'm just going to introduce y'all. We're going to ride on into this. Everybody, pay attention. Stay woke. 2015 going into 16. A lot of things going on. We're going to talk about it all. 17. Black Broadway. All right. Yes, and we are back once again, man. Another episode, another day. Black Broadway, man. I want to welcome everybody back to another fly episode, man. It's great to have all my new listeners, everybody that's been tuning in and clocking in from all over the place. It's been nuts, man. Like, yo, we appreciate the support. We are back once again. Look, we're working on this consistent upload schedule. So we're going to start smacking y'all in the head with this content. So you got to keep up. You're not going to have time to, like, wait to listen to the next episode. of Black. You got to listen to it when it drops, you know what I'm saying, and be ready for that next one because we coming. We're going four for four, right, Dre? Four for four, Four man. for four. We're riding out 2016, 2015, should I say. Four weeks, four episodes. And this is an episode that I've been dying to bring, y'all. One that I'm very proud to present with a guest that I'm very honored and humbled to have. No doubt. We got the illustrious, the famous, slash, infamous, slash, <laughs> worldwide known but unknown, yeah. Rhonda Russell. Yeah. And she's going to give you all a real story, a real tale from the from the real side of operating in politics. Yeah. Yo, Rodney, just say what's up to the people real quick. Tell them what's up, man. Hello, good good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and good night. That's Thank right. you all for listening. <laughs> it's going to be my pleasure to speak with you today. Oh, boy. Hey, just know, it, it's, it's going. It's lit. <laughs> oh, it's lit. <laughs> yeah. So, yo, before we even jump off the cliff, I got Rodney smiling. I'm happy, man. She's comfortable. We're all relaxed. We're all chilling. Yeah, we chilling. Before we even get this thing pushed off, man, like I said, I always take time to thank and shout out anybody and everybody that's ever listened to any episode of the Black Broadway Podcast, man. We're going to keep bringing y'all this top-notch content, this top-notch conversation, representing for Washington, D.C., man. Really, we're coming here bringing you stuff from an angle that you probably haven't heard before. From some gats you never heard of before. Who are we? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We got, whatever. We're here <laughs> we, to inform. We, we just yeah, want to kick you off with a little bit of something. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And everybody, yo, I'm, I'm really looking forward to everybody that's RSVP that I ain't need or that I don't know no that's doubt. coming on out to this black social, man. On don't forget. On the 17th. Come on down. down. We're going to be in the oh, place and we're going to let them know. Right, we're going to let them know. So you got to let me tell them that. Yeah. Like, right. Rhonda just turned out. I mean, she gave it to you, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't stop it. Like, she, these are facts. It is on the 17th. Yes. It is going to be extra lit. Yes. It's going to be at the Velvet Lounge, 915 U Street, Washington, D.C. Come on out, man. I'm really, really looking forward to meeting everybody and anybody that's 
been tuned in to Black Broadway and just been rocking with us, just been supporting the movement from a distance even, man. Come on out, get to know us, man. We work in the room, we making things happen, yo. So, like, with that being said, man, what? Last episode, man, the Show Love episode, yo. Show Love episode went off really well, man. Very people well, people well. was feeling the love. I, I, I'm, I'm happy about that, you know what I'm saying? There was people that called me, it's like, yo, feeling the love. More people than ever before walked More into my barbershop and was like, yo, I be listening to the show. Like, we were doing the show. Oh, wait, Cass was, wait, Cass was sending me text messages like, yo, I'm listening to the show. No, okay, no. good. So now we got something rolling, man. We showing love, man. Thank you to each and every one of y'all, for real, man. Like, hey, wouldn't be shit without it, for real. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't be anything without yeah, it, yo. So, hey, for real, like, that event calendar, that thing still stands. So it's almost New Year's. Everything is still rocking. Last week, what? Backyard and Juvie. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculously turned out. <laughs> Old time classic. It's good to see Juvie back out here. Juvie ain't missing no bucks yeah. in the city. Juvie, Juvie went to the Howard Theater. And the city loved Juvie. Then he went, and the city loved Juvie. You can go wherever. Juvie went to Howard Theater, went to Bliss, went to fucking Park. Where else he go? He was Juvie everywhere. He, he made his rounds. Yeah, he made so, his rounds. Yeah. Juvie had respect. To, respect. respect. Juvie yeah. had to get them checks, respect. man. So you know what I'm saying? I respect it. I ain't mad at him, man. Like, like I said, the city always got love for Juvie. Cash oh, money forever. So that was a great night. That Saturday night was popping. I heard T.I. was popping at the Fillmore, too. You know oh, yeah. what I'm saying? I didn't make it over there to that, man. I just wasn't in that neck of the woods that particular <laughs> night. My travel was... <laughs> didn't take me out to you Silver Spring. You were straight Spring. downtown. I was straight downtown. downtown. Yeah, I was kicking it. Let them know. Straight downtown. I was downtown. downtown. <laughs> I was downtown. I was kicking it. Okay. I was at the Howard Theater. I seen everybody, you know what I'm saying? It was good to see the crew and everybody else and stuff like yes. that. But I really moved kind of low-key at the Howard Theater thanks to my man, the house manager, Mike. He always keep me plugged in. He's the plug, for real. So... He always keep me going at the Howard Theater, so I'm thank you, like, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Hey, thank you. Hey, Robin knows how to say it. Yeah, yeah. That's I want what I'm to be a good guest. I'm doing my best. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Right. You're doing, you're doing you're great. Doing you know what I'm saying? We're not even ten minutes in. And I think they know who you are right now. They know where this is going, and it's really going to be informative too, yo. Y'all stay tuned, man, for real. But like I said, man, shout out to everybody that's been sticking and moving all around the city, man. How um. What was I gonna say? A lot of my peoples was at Art Basel this week, man. Yeah, shout out to yeah. yeah. Shout out to everybody that made it down to Miami, Miami. for Art Basel next year. See y'all next year. Yeah, we out there. We're there with the with the Black Broadway paraphernalia. Don't even worry about it. You know what I'm saying? But it was lit. I'm glad. Uh, Swift Beats had the No Commission yeah, show, yep. which is dope because well, it's keep like, me posted. Yo, it's great. Like, what's you know, going just, down? Just get wow. through the Googles and stuff. And I'm being informed in the studio, folks. So you informed out there, they let me know in here. That's so right. I appreciate That's right. it. That's what we do over First here. Hand you know what I'm saying? First hand knowledge, man. Like, man, big shout out to my man Tim and all the, my man Spencer Tracy and everybody that was down there in Miami rocking out, representing for D.C. at Art Basel, man. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy. Like, they had a lot of really dope pieces from what I seen. Yo, you heard about the chick that got stabbed at the gallery at Art Basel and everybody stood around looking because they like thought it was art. art. That was a work of art? Are you for real? <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. This shit was wild, son. I feel like somebody please dial 911. Where's Wyclef? And Mary Jane. Are you for real? Stabbed the chick in the neck. That's crazy. Everybody was like, 
wow. No, I wonder what she's really trying to say. Like, I mean, is this? I think it's a no. They had to be some enhancers there. No, there were some enhancers there. Those folks had to be on something. I mean, it's Miami. Is this an accident waiting to happen? I don't know if you could be in Miami and not be on. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. All my hours are happy. Yeah, in Miami, exactly. all my hours is happy. So, so, so we're in my, we're in Miami. So we're in Miami. Basel, so our Basel was lit. It was, it was. Oh, from wow. what I understand, it was a a great time, a great place to be. I don't think that happened at Swiss Show. I think that happened at somebody else's show. But Swiss Show has that great concept behind it, which is like he's not asking for any commission from the mm -hmm. artists yeah, that are exactly. you know doing their thing. Because he truly really loves art, right? You know and he's mean? giving like living artists a chance to shine. Like I heard all about it on um, another podcast that he was on Rap Radar. So. It was really great to see a lot of my friends was there and they was taking pictures. And I was like, yo, that's dope, that's man. So you know, cool. next year, we got to get out yeah. here. And, and that's much respect. Respect. So, respect. You know, it was good times, yeah. man. Yeah. So um, what else, man? Like, yeah, that was pretty much last week in a nutshell, man. It was a good week in D.C. But yeah. like I said, we're going to get back into the topic of this show and the topic of this whole entire reason that we're here tonight is to talk about the entire year in some would call fuckery, but I'd be nicer to say politics. Yeah. Or and Tom Fuller. Tom Fuller. Yeah, you know, I always yeah. start out at the no, most harsh we can call it, spectrum, but we can just say it is what it is. It is what it is. How we say in and Washington, D.C. And, and a lot of things happened this year, you know what I'm saying? It was a lot of, it was a lot of Black Lives Mattering. It was a lot of things happening out here in the world that really I, I cared about, and that you know, touch me and move me in a lot of ways. But at the same time, I, re I recognize that this is all a part of a political process that has been years in the making. Like, this isn't, none of this shit is by accident. Decades, Decades centuries. centuries. We can take it all the way I mean, back. I'm, yeah, when I'm the Constitution, just to be, the to some Declaration of Independence. Right, because I don't want to show yeah. all my biases. Well, but... but you know, shit, is my show. Yeah, it's, fuck. it's your show. <laughs> but I need to remind you that history does play a precedence. Yes. Can I tell you that history we has something it. to do with what we're doing? Absolutely, absolutely. And all I want to like, do... Shout out to my pops. Thank you. So, that's history right there. So, I'm really... And we, I was... This type of thing. It was Hold my pressure to know that I know thing. him. Oh, I know, that's tight. Was, I'm sorry. That was tight. <laughs> the fact that Robin it knows my awesome pops. It way is, cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And this is the type of story that my pops would be into. But we're going to preface this by saying that, like I said, this in this year in shenanigans, man, there's been a lot of significant events. And I just want to give a, a brief rundown of some things before we float all the way into, like, our topic and, you know, interviewing Rhonda because she is turned out that we're going to turn all the way out. So really, this whole year started off with like, it was a quiet smolder, it was a quiet burn from everything that happened back then in like August of 2014 with Michael Brown and the whole entire Ferguson and the whole entire winter of just basic civil unrest and people just being uncomfortable with the way that the law was dealing with unarmed African-American men. I mean, it just became a real, it became a real focal point of culture. And unfortunately, that never really is a good thing for black men because 
us being the focal point that's a result of us getting treated better. Exactly. Typically results in us getting treated a lot. And an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, exactly. An embarrassment of riches for our country. It's not really the awesome shit, but whatever. So it's happening now. For the backbone. For the backbone. Like, I mean, the year, like I said, the year started off in that. Like, we can go, like, we can really jump back into the, the one thing that, like, lit the keg. In April, Freddie Gray died in police custody. Mm-hmm. That was in April. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, like, right going into spring, going into, we like, man, is this what's going to happen right now? We April, just got our year started good. We just, we just got, got in. We just got started good. We just got in good. Can I relax in 15? No. And now we got brothers dying in police custody. And on April 27th, the protest in Baltimore just really fired up a lot. Like that, that was Tangies really, really was on high. Up. Tangies I mean, was on high. Because people had just had enough, Enough man. was enough. Enough was enough, man. So by that time in, in April, we just got all of this tension just smoldering. We got all of these. And then we got people continuing to die in police custody. And it came to a head in, in Baltimore. We got, I mean, yeah, it came to a head in Baltimore. It came but to I, a head. But it was still more after It was still more after yeah. that. I wouldn't even say you know? that that was a head. That was just kind of like the next logical step. That was letting people know that this kind of aggression is behind the rhetoric that we spit. But we like, never not, forgot the years prior. Yeah, we that's what I'm saying. Back like, it's so not, that's, yeah, it's not empty talk. It's yeah. not like empty talk. Totally. Like, people are going to burn some shit down if it comes down to the come down. And that's kind of what Baltimore stood to show people. Let's just stop burning where we live. I mean, you know, that's a whole nother yeah, time. No, that's but, a whole nother time. Can I just leave that and leave that dry? Yeah, you and you move on. <laughs> but I just say, I just don't want you to burn my house. Mm-hmm. Don't burn where we live. Mm-hmm. We got another plan. You're right. So then that, that part of the year progresses. Now we're, we're just moving out from the riots in Baltimore. Exactly. Countless, countless other African-American unarmed men killed. A Kai Gurley in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Like all of these other young unarmed African American men killed by the police, senseless. senseless. And then there's a random killing of an officer by a nut, and they judicial wanna, accountability. And they want to and they want to blame the entire Black Lives Matter movement, which had spawned out of the unrest of 2014. So then that becomes highly politicized, and we know that. We're heading into an election cycle because in America, we're the only country. Yo, I had an occasion to have a Canadian dude in my chair the other day in the barbershop. Mm-hmm. And we was talking about politics, right? We talk about, he was, he was telling me how, like, Canada just had an election. And, and he was telling me that they just elected a new prime minister. And I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't hear anything about that. Like, I, I, we don't. Yeah, and, and he was like, yeah, because the Canadian political cycle is like two bucks. Like, it's like, you know, campaign, from campaign to election, it's all of that shit. I was like, interviewed it's by like the Canadian 60 and Minutes. Was like, and he was like, that means, he was like, that really keeps people going in the sense of like, we don't spend all our time campaigning. Right. It's, in America... Like fucking campaigns like two years. Eighteen like, months at minimum at best. <laughs> I see you talk about the president's really? election is a whole year out. So to say that, like I said, like this whole Black Lives Matter thing became highly politicized during this summer. And now we got, you know, Bernie Sanders and all these other like po- politicians. I like pundits. Bernie. You know, we can like Bernie. He's a good friend that. of mine. But like we got all of these guys pushing like the fact that they may or may not support this agenda. Or that this is kind of like something that 
quote unquote needs to be talked about, but isn't going to be like but we like the push. The main thing, yeah. But we, we like just to need push. to understand Absolutely. why the push happens, and that's what Absolutely. this show is about. As we we act- gonna talk about the push, no doubt. Let's talk about the push in mm-hmm. politics. Mm-hmm. That's real. So let's just. <laughs> And we're gonna Bring this one in straight and true. <laughs> I love it. Yo, because that's really what Real it's tough. about. Like every, like I said, all of these things that's happened this year, and I could go on and on and go down the list of all these, you know, political, kill, all these police killings and all these people that died in custody and all these people, you know, just everything. But at the end of the day, it's designed to push the agenda in a certain direction. And there are certain people that are acting and there are certain people that are reacting. And we don't want to be on the side of the people that's reacting. Exactly. You know? We want to understand what our place is in this whole entire political structure. We want to be proactive. We, want we to be don't proactive. want to be reactive. We exactly. want to think ahead of the game, Rhonda, not just think in the game. And Rhonda so we here, has, and we has, love an, you. has an extensive <laughs> background yes. as a real-life Campaign manager, a real life political organizer, someone who actually a strategist, someone who went out and actually mobilized the vote, actually put candidates in the proper space where they could be. I put them in office. You put them in office. No, I put them in office. Right, let's just cut the bullshit. They know I know how to win. You, I put people, in office. She got people elected. And <laughs> okay. She's she been on both sides of the table. She got people elected and she got people to vote. Unseated. And, no, I took their job. Right. And okay. And more and, and also, which I think that she really wants to give you a, a story of as a as a cautionary tale. Oh, she yeah. got screwed by the same motherfucking system mm-hmm. that she helped support. And I she's was the famous in, and then I became infamous. Right. And that's it. I and was famous and then infamous. I became infamous. And we're gonna give y'all the whole story on how it happened, why it happens, and why you as the citizens of this country as young people who sometimes, I know how, i said this on the show before, I've never felt more apathetic about an election. I've never felt more like I'm not going to vote than I feel right now. And I'm, an, I'm the guy who, like, I'm going to vote. Like, my, I know my grandma and grandpa was at the March on Washington, like, for real. Like, I know, like, my mom and them, like, really, really was out there protesting and stuff like that. So I'm not... One that's going to take that lightly. And, and no worries. He's going to vote because he's sitting next to me now. Yeah, and she's going to I got vote. to call the taxi <laughs> to pick both of us up. I'm going to do that. But <laughs> at the end of the day, we're going to talk about why, why I'm going to take him vote. to vote. We're going to talk oh, about why, why I'm like, going to come and get him. Because that's I'm what in, we're going to do. Look, I'm inclined to believe it's serious. I'm inclined to understand and know that this is real. But at the same time, it weighs heavy. I'm, it's I'm, more than serious. I'm struggling to find the motivation this year. So yeah. within this, within it's a this, tough road to hold. Within this election cycle right here, I want Rhonda to give us the past, the present, and the future yes. of voting politics and being a part of this electorate in America and having a real voice so that the listeners of Black Broadway, we can organize and mobilize and really affect some real change out here, man. We can have our own political party if we want, for real. Like, we can get it cracking out here, y'all. Right, All right. we got to do is organize. You said that when All I first I met really her. All I really want, I just want government accountability. I love it. So, when I first it's met refrigerated you, politics. You let them know. You vote on an individual how you see fit. And I just say vote. 
If you don't do nothing else, vote. I love it. When so I first, when that's we first what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about We talked vote. about organized. You kept on saying that's the word that I just sticks out for me. I'm for a the trained first organizer. Conversation that we had. Organized, organized, organized. Yeah. And we had it into the top of the year. We had it into 2016. What's one of the number one New Year's resolution? I'm going to get organized. The number so one what is we we're going to organize. We're going to get organized. Yeah, we're going to organize. We're going to get organized. So when the pigs roll up for you, this is my favorite shit, yo. Bobby Seale speech. Yeah. Rick Ross used it. Tell me. I'm intrigued. Tell me. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to get organized. Teach them. Teach them. So when the pigs roll up on you. And the pigs get to whipping out their guns on you. I'm so you high right now. I'm so high. And be having some guns here somewhere. And be able to strike back. And we're going to let them know. And then. And we're going to let them we know. We can let them people know mm -hmm. that we are organized and yes. we are powerful. Because power is defined as the ability to define phenomena. But knowledge is power. Hold so we're going to give you knowledge to make sure you this use your power. This is my favorite shit. Knowledge is power. We're going to give you the knowledge to Rick use your power. Before we go into break, and I oh gotta God. figure out what song we're gonna oh use, because we got bad we might even have to run this. Nah, but we might Give have to run this. Song. I'm giving Rick Ross props for putting that at the beginning of Tears of Joy. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm gonna run Tears of no, Joy. No, I concur. I concur. Yeah, you're right. That's that's, that's serious. Man. One band, one set. Rick Ross. Let him know. Black Broadway, episode uh, 17. We'll be right back. Track, let the story begin. Begin. Ha. Yeah. Looking in the mirror, but I don't see much. Still running the street, so I don't sleep much. Watching the snakes so they don't creep up. But the way I'm getting this money, niggas can't keep up. You niggas can't keep up. Niggas got beef, but it can't be much. I'm still walking through the crowds like I can't be touched. Top back, all black. Gretzky puck, ice skate a little later, might let me fuck, damn, she might let me fuck, last night I cried tears of joy, what did I do to deserve this, Vacheron on my wrist a year ago, I didn't even know the bitches exist, quarter million for the motherfucker, no insurance on the motherfucker, ain't life a bitch, but you gotta keep her wet, keys open doors, so I gotta keep her set, Everybody know that I'm a lot of people threat. Biggest smalls in the flesh, living like that to my death. Yesterday I read my horoscope. Tell me, Lord, will I be born broke? Tell me, Lord, will I be dealing dope? I want to take my mama to the broken door. But only Lord knows. To all the loved ones I leave behind. At least they can't see me cry. And I ask when someone wants to feed me. 
Special, very important episode, episode seven or seventeen, whatever the case may have you. You know what I'm saying? Of Black Broadway podcast, man. Yo, like I said, we got a very, very special guest in the house tonight, man. And this young lady has really seen the highs and lows and peaks and valleys of the political process, like on the real side. And especially as an anomaly as a native Washingtonian. And you know that's what we always like to stress over here at Black Broadway is that, yo, it's been a lot of talent, a lot of movers and shakers, a lot of important people coming out of D.C. And we want to tell our story. And we giving Miss Rhonda Russell, Thank you. original campaign organizer, started off her career with Karen McCarthy of Missouri back in the days in the U.S. Congress, started her career off there. Then went into the private sector, became a lobbyist for several trade groups throughout the United States, you know what I'm saying? Made a lot of things happen in the private sector, and then was eventually snatched up, as all good organizers are, by the Democratic National Committee. So, boom, now they got you under the wing. They got you running campaigns in New Mexico, Minnesota, Arkansas, all over. She's gotten so many people elected on a state and local and congressional level. Like, she's really made these things happen. Y'all like to watch The Wire and House of Cards. This is the real right here. You like Scandal? This is the real right here. This is the real deal. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's like, making me blush, no, people. He's making said, me blush. She said, she said something, <laughs> and I'm going to just share it. She said that, like, it's not like this Kerry Washington character. You mentioned you don't watch that shit. Not a millisecond. Not a millisecond. Not a millisecond. But she's like, yo, this Kerry Washington character and the things that she's doing, there's not one person who does all of that, but there's definitely six people, a coalition of six people that does each do one of those things. All of those things that Kerry Washington's character, or Olivia Pope, that's her name. Yes, right? Olivia Pope. All these things that, that Olivia she represents. Pope represents and that she does, these things go down for real. They do. And Rhonda is going to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let me give y'all a little bit more about her resume, though, because she's seen it all. Like I said, getting people elected on the state and local level and all across this all across this nation as an operative and a strategist and a campaign manager for the Democratic National Committee. She also helped get a lot of important initiatives passed in a lot of states where laws were just backwards, as we always know, got Minimum wage um, growth established in Florida. Got school bonds passed in um, Ohio. Got a lot of other things done in a whole gang of other states that are too numerous to mention. They affect people in real life. And that's what we're really trying to stress to y'all in this episode of Black Broadway is that, I mean, you could say, yeah, fuck the government. I don't listen. I, don't, I ain't part of none of that shit. But that shit affects you, yo. And the best it thing... It affects us all. It affects us all. Yep. And the best thing you can do, the smartest thing you can do is find a way to be an active participant instead of an unwilling bystander. Don't well, be a victim. find someone you agree with. Exactly. Let's just find a find, point that we agree on something. Find somebody to hit your wagon to. You know what I'm saying? And we're here to really talk about that. And I want to... <laughs> 
to really first, before we even get into, like, the scandal, the juice, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because Rhonda was very famously involved in, like, a real serious situation involving, quote-unquote, political fraud, voter fraud, all of this craziness that voter suppression, exactly, fraud, suppression, that these are words that, like, both parties throw around. Republicans and Democrats, and they throw it around as if it's some type of just obscure, really deviant act when it's actually the basis almost of the American political system is controlling and suppressing the electorate. And Rhonda had famously took the fall in the room. Infamously. 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 You know what I'm saying? I don't like using that word infamous. That's for my beef well, album. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Fair enough. I, but right now, but know thyself. You, you, you know exactly. Know thyself for real, because it's who. And I appreciate you not using that word. Yeah, I used it. You right. waited for me. You got to define yourself I in that way. You there in you that go. Respect. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, yo, the reason why I'm here. Hey, you know why I'm here. <laughs> so this is like this is what she came out here to do is for real to let people know. The good, the bad, and the ugly. But the first thing we're going to start off with is I want you to give people a little bit more details about your history as an organizer, as someone who was able to get people elected. Like you said, what it takes to get somebody elected. Talk to us. Tell us. Man. Well, what it takes in being a native Washingtonian, and mm -hmm. most people don't understand that being from Washington, D.C., it's, I am someone that they've never encountered in national politics. Mm -hmm. Because we being from Washington, D.C., we know what we know, we vote for who we vote for, but all that other stuff doesn't weigh real heavy. No. National, federal things. Facts. So, Facts. as... Because we're so, not really involved. We're, we're, we're not. We're, we're not. just not. <laughs> you know not. what I'm saying? We don't have my grandmother bias. said. My grandmother said, if Mary Brad not running, yeah, nobody then, care, yeah. then guess what? We don't need to talk about nobody. Like, he don't want to take care of us. You know, the yeah, people, they say they, all their loyalty was politics. unyielding. Right. Their loyalty uh -huh. was unyielding. Okay. And that's where I come from. All right. That's where I come from. So you were able to instill that. And people on a national level. And when I went to, other, to, states, to other states, right, they and, would say, go to the colleges, go to, you know, you people. knew who to talk and to. I said, no, right. I want to the projects. Right. I want to Liberty City in Miami. I'm going to Capri and Green mm -hmm. in Chicago. I'm going to the projects in Louisville, Kentucky. Now, how were you able to make the people in the Cabrini Greens, in the projects in Louisville, in the in the slums in New Orleans, and then on the reservations in New Mexico, how were you able to make these people feel like they needed to give their loyalty to a politician and somebody? How you I was raised by like? hustlers. All right, so it's all, so it's <laughs> I, a hustle. But, mm -hmm. but now I'm just saying, but politics for me mm -hmm. was about it's not what you say is the way you say it. Uh, that's what I it was is. raised with respect. Right. So when I knocked on your door, mm -hmm. I had enough information from okay. the Democratic Party or whomever I worked for to call that person's name that lived there. All so right. be a registered voter. So when someone knocks on your door, make you sure they know your exact address, where you live, and they're going to ask for you as a registered voter. Mm -hmm. You could talk to 
Muriel Bowser. Mm-hmm. You can speak to Eleanor Holmes Norton. If mm-hmm. they they knock on doors in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. I work for them both. True. And True. if you are registered to your exact home, you can ask them whatever question. Because so, guess what? We don't do a background check on who the doors to knock on. True. Don't matter what walk of life so you, took you that come strategy from. Like yes, national? and I took it yeah. wherever, wherever I went. You risk, huh? So <laughs> when I'm managing a campaign, I take the candidate to the door. Right. And you ask them the questions that you have on right. your mind. So do you feel like the people that were that and, and the candidates too for that matter, do you feel like there was sincere impact made at in those moments and at those times? Because I've always heard this is something that really sticks with me too. People go and forget what you do for them, mm-hmm. but they ain't never gonna forget how you made them feel. Right. And do you feel like the candidates were actually doing something for these people, like tangible things, or was it more of a feeling that they were providing these people and that was what made them loyal to them and make them come out and vote for them? Well, the I never worked for an incumbent. Okay. And an incumbent is someone who already has in a seat, who mm-hmm. already had in office. Right. I always worked for candidates that was never elected before. So whatever they do, never held office. Mm -hmm. So whatever they did before Rhonda Russell assisted you in getting elected, all I can say is they did something that was different from the person prior to them. And that's the only thing that I could kind of guarantee, but it was my goodbye to that specific state or geographic location. Right. Because it was a new person. And if I didn't get them elected, run the numbers, they got elected on the very next year. Right. I worked for them. So one thing's for certain, two things for sure. I built a brand. There you go. That's And that's tight because in this age of, like everybody runs around, they talk about like, I'm building a brand and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, look, I'm building a brand. I'm running around right. talking that exactly. shit. Yeah. Well, but can you time, no, can like, can I put this on the radio? Let me help you. Let let me assist you because I can build this brand. Okay. I like this brand. Okay. Hey, I like that. <laughs> All right. Hey, like Broadway going we'll up. We'll talk tomorrow. Listen, hey, I'm taking meetings. I'm taking meetings. So look, here's the thing. Now that you realize that this is a game of like building brands in a game of like brand recognition. Once you kind of took that into account, and like you said, you got more luck with like a new product than trying to like take an old product. That's why companies change their name. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like the old product did people wrong. Or under the old name, people got E. coli or whatever. So now it's like, it's called something else. Well, can I say refrigerator politics? Can I say I speak in front door politics? Okay. And people get millions and millions of dollars Mm -hmm. for um, for what they would consider disenfranchised voters. That's people who don't vote. That's people who say, I'm not going to vote because my vote doesn't count. That's what they consider disenfranchised. They're putting that bag out for those people just to get 10% of them to vote. But when you don't vote, there is no 
government accountability. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about front door politics and refrigerator politics. That trickles down to like this police brutality situation that we deal with. Because they have no account. They don't have to answer to us. Like they, we talk that shit like our taxes pay their bills, but we don't even vote. So they don't respect our taxes, our vote. But in some states, we elect our sheriff. Mm-hmm. We elect our county officials, yeah. but in Washington D.C., nah, no, we elect our mayor <laughs> that appoints these, the these, chief yeah. of police True. that has a say in True. who represents us in a judicial manner. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know these 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 court appointed people are elected. That. So at the at the end of the day, mm-hmm. all I want to convey is just. Vote if you find someone mm-hmm. that you agree with minimally. Yeah, so just vote so, for them. Right. Come out. All right, so let's talk about this then. Like you said, the point is just vote. Yes. Right now, I like I love your passion, Rhonda. Don't 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 turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. All right? No, for real, because Rhonda want to go. And she's like, like nah, nah, I'm just trying to chill. Yeah. Okay. Look, I'm going to keep it cute. I'm going to keep it cute. I'm going to let you, I'm going to unleash you to the world in a a minute. But I just want to, but I want to get to, I want to kind of get our vote, our our audience, should I say, our voters. Yeah, because, yo, we all going to get out here and vote. We're going to vote. We have to. We got to. Look, so here's the deal. Like, I'm trying to get our audience mobilized and get our audience to understand how vicious the game is when it comes to them not really, really wanting us to vote. Like, can you talk about how the both parties play the populace against, play like the end against the middle? So whereas though they like, they want to drag the vote out, but they also count on a certain amount of the population not voting. Okay. I want to talk to you about commercials. Okay. I want to say a little bit ben about Carson radio. And his, and his rap I want to, yeah, I want to <laughs> say about radio. Right. I want to talk about Facebook. Okay. I want to really talk about twittering, mm-hmm. tweeting. So in politics, we see everyone as a contact of vote. We have five TV, radio, social media, website, and the most expensive of them all. With combining it with TV, you go to the ground. You hit field operations. Okay. Mm-hmm. You knock on doors. You talk to my grandmother. Mm-hmm. We talk to your mother. Mm-hmm. We talk to your father. We talk to you if mm-hmm. you're registered with an address because we will knock on your door with a clipboard mm-hmm. and we will sell. So what? do you feel like they're trying to reach out to every community in that same way? No, because no. it's all targeted. Right. So when I'm giving you, I'm giving you a prime example. Uh-huh. You're in a neighborhood, and I would consider a neighborhood six blocks. Right. No, a real neighborhood, a community, a community. where you would know their kids, their cousins, yeah. their grandkids. Everybody goes to the same a school. A six blocks radius. Right. So if you, if that, in that six block radius, if a hundred people vote out of that six blocks, uh-huh. then we might look at you. But if 40 people vote mm, there, we're not, we're not, to gonna, you're not a target. <laughs> we're not no, but coming. yeah, because it's, it's about targeting. Right. I, I model voters. Damn. I, and if they don't target you on the campaign, then they damn sure not going to target you when they're in office. And guess what? You don't matter. You don't even area. matter. So if I get, you ain't get them if elected? I just get flower wow. money and tree box money uh-huh. for beautification, uh-huh. it won't come to your community uh-huh. because 
you weren't on our radar. Wow. My candidate didn't talk that's to your real. great aunt or your mother. That's real. Or, yeah. That's but real. it's, a, it's and strength in numbers. You, and that's how yeah. you also it's start. strength in numbers. And would you agree that this is how you also start to get candidates that are more representative of oh, the yeah. electorate? Yeah. Because I'm not going to let no cornball walk up to my door. If you were my, my neighbor, I would organize yeah. this young man to run for ANC commissioner. <laughs> and then in four years, I would run him for city council <laughs> and he would be the mayor in 15 years. He would be the mayor in 15 years. But that's how, no, be. but that's how it happens. Just might. That's Just the might. inswell. That's how right. it happens because we have power in numbers. Mm -hmm. We have the candidates coming there. Uh -huh. Your children see that mm -hmm. anything is attainable because they see a mayor's candidate. They see a mayor. The mayor looks at the kids that are walking out on the streets or what have you. Mm -hmm. So it, it develops a community. Right. It's all about the succession of things. You know what's funny? I'm going to tell you. Like The way you're talking about this is funny because you know in a lot of ways this parallels the way like rap works nowadays. Like how all these rappers and all these artists, that's all they trying to do. They basically be campaigning. Right. Campaign. They campaign. Like, it's yo. not about the talent. Yo, man. I can't tell you how many times Young Thug and Juicy J and all these dudes come to town, 2 chains and like, for real, they spreading their message. They coming out. They trying to meet everybody. They at the downtown locker room. All this, that, and the third, because they understand their demographic. They yeah, understand their exactly. target audience, and they're reaching and they're it. And the, the and the sad fact of the matter is and that in the most important... And thank you for telling me this, because I see it from the other True. side of the tracks. Oh, no, this is real. But I but, appreciate yeah, this understanding it's, it's of what they're doing. It's a definite parallel. Like, yeah. no, that's the only way all these young rappers, like, really get popping. Like, people got to see you. Like you said, it's the most expensive, but it's also the most effective form of building that audience. People got to see you. People yeah. got to feel If they you. can see, feel, they see and you touch the you, they yeah. can identify with you. Yeah. But not just them identifying with you. It's the next generation exactly. to say that a mayor knocked on my door. Right. I can right. be mayor. Right. I can be mayor. Yep. And right. it's about each one, teach one. You mm -hmm. don't know just by that kid seeing you at the door yeah. how inspiring you've been to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, and right. that's what I try to inspire members of Congress, U.S. Senators. All right. <laughs> that's what gets that's them elected. What because guess what? On that first year, they might have been 16. Mm -hmm. But those kids turn 18. Eventually, and right. And you look my record up. Mm. That member of Congress got elected because mm. the kids saw them and they voted for them on that next year. Nice. So, so now, if you look at it in that perspective. You're right. And now let me ask you this, too, because this is a big piece of it, too. It's a lot of money in it. Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of money in that, huh, Ronnie? Yeah, he tried <laughs> to call me bad. out. Yeah, she don't want to talk. We were throwing He's some numbers around earlier. I don't, look, I don't want to embarrass I her I told nothing, my new friend, but, I said, yo, I said, I made the, the a half. Flying. I, I made I made a, a nice piece of change. Yeah, look, I love it. You're going to be humble. No, now I'm stuttering. But you're going to be humble, and I also appreciate, look, Numbers is numbers. Money is money. There's a lot of money involved in this. If anybody has been paying attention the past five, six, eight years, one of the big pol political issues that we keep on coming back to is campaign finance reform and the amount of money that's pumped into Can an you election tell them about the every fact year. That you learned today. 
No, tell yeah. all of our listeners that it doesn't take a lot of education and money to exactly. get what you Exactly. No, but tell it don't them. Even, okay, it let me tell y'all. Me. Yeah, because she wanted me to tell y'all. And he looked this. it up in my face. I, he embarrassed me. And, and I want. And he didn't think that I knew. Nah, it what was, I, I wasn't knew. trying to embarrass he you. He didn't. You didn't think but I I'm knew just the, type of, the rules. I'm the type of nigga. Then, you can't tell me no shit like he that. He researched and me in my face. Yo, he researched me. You can't tell me nothing like that and expect me to not do the research. Tell me what you learned. So earlier we were having a conversation, Rhonda and I were talking, and she told me that Carl Rove, I mean, to paraphrase, yes. she said Carl Rose ain't never set foot on a college campus. He damn sure don't have a college degree. And I'm sitting here like, hold up, you talk about Bush's brain? You talk about the, the architect, dude, the architect of the yeah. whole Bush administration. So when you looked at don't have a say? college degree. I said, Nah, you no way. Yeah, I didn't even say no way. I was just like, Every Word? day I'm hustling, hustling, Listen, hustling. I went in there and I looked this up. <laughs> Carl Rove, and you can look this up. Yeah, is one of the nation's most prominent college dropouts. He went to University no. of Maryland, Utah. Utah, Texas. And, I don't even and know some he, of them he never set foot some, on their he college ground. On college campus. Yeah. And, but at but the end of the day, everything is for everybody. We all can do and aspire anything exactly. we want to do. Anything we want to do. Exactly. And that was the moral of that. And that it was wasn't whole, about Carl Rose. You're right. It wasn't about defaming him because we're not really standing on him. We, he did what he did. We live in sure. America. It's the American dream. It's, that was the American dream. That boy came up. Back, and boy, back. And look, I'm, I'm, I'm the college dropout. Shout to Kanye. So, so no, say, me too. I am no doubt. Look at you, and we're gonna get into and like, like, like I said, this was all the segue. This was all the segue, but and this is all the build up to what our family really members that graduated from college. Yes, we promoted and perpetuated your success. Yes, no and doubt. you need it. You do. If you got the opportunity to get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Every so, last no, one of y'all. What we're saying is not to overgrandize. No, we're not. We're doing not. that. Yeah, we're not. But we yeah, want you to know that. that you could succeed if you have Inspired. the drive yes. and the initiative. Absolutely. So I don't want to. No, I don't no. want to. Yeah. No, that was a good let's point. Let's not overgrandize. No, let's not. Let's not. You know, sometimes I, I, I might, and sometimes I might even do that because I just be on my proud shit. Yeah. No, but I'm on my proud shit too. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Dre, you should be. Shout out to Drake Black, graduate degree. My, hold it. My That's property stuff. No, my property stuff. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He's the best. So like, yes, so look, yes, like yes. as we've all like come to see and come to know. Everyone like, say, ask her a question. We I'm like, messing with no, you. Listen, no, I'm messing with We you. like to watch like House of Cards and we like to watch like The Wire and we see all of these shows with all this political intrigue and all of this and all these all these dollars. Flying around, like I said, campaign finance reform has been really a hot button issue in this whole thing. Now, how much of that money that's out there, quote unquote, floating around, that walking around money, that <laughs> campaign money, how much of that money is trickling down to actual members of the electorate and doing tangible things for those people? Well, let me express my portion of politics to you. Okay. Um, campaign finance reform never had anything to do with Rhonda Russell. All right. <laughs> it was no salary cap. Right. It was I don't limited. work for the NFL. Funds and I don't bounce a ball for the NBA. So like if you need some money, yeah, they're going to get it to you. No, no. It's how we have our conversation okay. in the initial, you know, what we agree on. Hmm. My monthly salary. Okay. 
But what there are a lot of people like me. I have some very good friends in the industry with the LGBT community, with the Navajo Nation and the mm -hmm. Indian community and the African-American community. You know, some money comes through the NAACP, some money comes through um, Women's Voices, Women's Vote, you know, for African-Americans. But what we have tried to do mm -hmm. was we went to, like I said, the projects. We went to the African-American communities. Mm -hmm. I am a numerical, empirical, meaning I like numbers. Mm -hmm. I like numbers. Mm -hmm. And I want to find where people that look like me mm -hmm. live. Mm -hmm. And it's message versus the messenger. Mm -hmm. The message is okay. I want to give you jobs. Mm -hmm. I want to make give them sure... Jobs? No, but you mm -hmm. know, I want to. I'm going to tell you the campaign. Oh, the campaign. No, no, I'm going to give you the pitch. campaign. Okay. That's why I'm here. Right. So I said, I want to give you jobs. Mm -hmm. Now, these are campaign promises. Mm -hmm. And we had a long discussion about campaign promises today. And I said, they started to dwindle. You don't hear yeah. candidates promising much mm -mm. because they can't give us yeah. a whole bunch. It's 2015. Mm -hmm. They don't a even promise to do law. anything anymore. Yeah. They just promise to fight. A lot of the laws. They say, we're going to fight. We're going to yeah. fight Obamacare. We're going to fight. No, but a lot of the laws <laughs> have already been made. Yeah. So what we're in, we're in amendment time. Mm -hmm. We can amend mm -hmm. a piece of legislation to mm -hmm. say, I can make it easier for 2015 money. Mm -hmm. Because they wrote it in 1817 money. Right. They wrote it in... 1965 money so, right, because exactly. with inflation there's a with, whole different language that's being we spoken could get right an now. apartment for five hundred dollars 20 years ago but now you can't get an apartment under a thousand or nine hundred dollars right, in so, 2015 so, they just so you have to posts. understand exactly gotcha. so they're making promises on amendments okay. that they can make to law that's already stated if they get paid if they get paid. Mm. So then they got to get there and they got to make a whole bunch of friends. Right. So I got to be your friends. I might be your good girlfriend. We go out for cocktails tomorrow, the next day. But mm -hmm. but support and co-sponsor mm -hmm. my amendment. Mm -hmm. Because this makes me think about when I used to watch Schoolhouse Rock when I was mm -hmm. a kid. I'm a bill. I'm a bill on Capitol Hill. Yeah. And my they used to sing. I'm a bill. I'm a Capitol Hill. Yeah. But you have to understand that if you elect someone... It's mm -hmm. like they put a lot of pressure on Barack Obama. No, he carried the weight of the world on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. But he could not only do but a certain amount of things mm -hmm. because George Bush made some decisions. Mm -hmm. Bill Clinton made some decisions. Mm -hmm. And the other presidents prior to them made decisions mm -hmm. that you cannot mm -hmm. make a new decision. A new decision takes mm -hmm. a lot of thought. Yeah. It takes a lot of thinking yeah. in 2015. It took eight years for Barack Obama to pretty much get his agenda started. No, I am the girl they sent to Arkansas and they said, you beat up on Blanche Lincoln because Obamacare needs to pass. And mm -hmm. Blanche Lincoln was a U.S. Republican mm -hmm. that didn't believe in Obamacare. Mm -hmm. So I wrote a farmer's mm -hmm. initiative. I went to farms and we picked sweet potatoes mm -hmm. and we picked, I told him, I said, we picked, I told Andre. Andre You've been all over these good United States. And we States picked storm. sweet potatoes. We went to farms mm -hmm. and it was harvesting for health care. Okay. I wrote the initiative. 
You've been all over these states. But going we got Obamacare passed. Right. And that was in 2009. So you was able to mobilize people. Like, yeah. that's what I hear, like, through all yeah. of this, through all these stories. It was stories. mobilization, voter mobilization. We talked, we, yo, Rhonda got stories on stories on stories yeah, about I about hope you would have me on and, again. Yo, I would love to, for real, because we got more discourse to go. But, like, what I really want to get to is, like, one of the hot button issues and something that you you yourself got a lot of experience with because you know you were embroiled in one of the larger like uh what do we want to call it fiascos scandal scandal so let me give yeah. y'all a little brief background and then i'm gonna let ron to take it from from there i let and him I see a video to, today and, yo so so doing my research I get on YouTube, I check out this video. Back in 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. when the, the state of Maryland was uh, having and an election, having a gubernatorial election, gubernatorial, yes. pardon me, I always like that, gubernatorial. Our president <laughs> candidate, Martin <laughs> you know O'Malley. Martin so, O'Malley, current presidential candidate, was the incumbent Democratic governor of Maryland, and Robert Ehrlich was the former governor of Maryland who Martin O'Malley unseated yes. and he wanted his seat back. back. Yeah. So he was running in the 2010 election against Martin O'Malley. Yeah. Now during this election, and hey, politics, like I said, cold game, zero snuggie. <laughs> Snuggie? No snuggie, no, no protection, no warmth. Thank you, Ivy One. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm gonna send you a snuggie. Give me yeah. your black I'm giving you my yeah. Black Broadway snuggie. I'm giving you my drugs. Yo, Black Broadway snuggies for the holidays, Coming y'all. Redskins. Coming soon. I want Redskins. Well, no, no, Black Broadway. You need yeah. a Black Broadway snuggie. You need that in your life, right? Yeah. And then, but let's yeah. not digress. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> While we talk about fair snuggies. Fair enough. Yeah. There wasn't no snuggie provided to you. Not there. Th- in, in this particular scenario. So. I had no life preserver. There was. No R- life preserver. Rhonda was called in as the expert hired gun that she is and had been on tour in this whole country getting people elected, starting initiatives, getting amendments passed, all of that for the past decade. She was called in by. What's my guy's name? Julius Henson. Julius Henson, a famous political operative in these Henson. in these infamous political operative in these parts. Go ahead and Google the him boss too. Of Tweed, you know what I'm saying? PG and anybody know about PG County politics? It's it's loose out there. Yeah. So it's crazy out there. That's like that Clay Davis shit. I call him He's based on a real nigga. I call him. From, from PG County, Maryland. <laughs> Straight up. I called him El Jefe. Yeah, he is he the was Jefe. Boss. I, absolutely. So he's the Jefe. And you gotta give he him was, a little credit. He was he was involved in an infamous scandal involving Robocall. If you ever heard of Robocall, it's one of the five methods that you speak, spoke of yeah. will be used to Tele- reach out to voters. Telecommunications, reaching out to voters. Rhonda was involved in this robocall orchestration and the way that it all played out and what it turned out to be used for and the way that they used her and the political process, My I believe is something that you you want to talk about, something that you want to tell our audience just to let them know how heartless this game is and how, uh, how aware and how focused you need to be as an individual to avoid being manipulated because they're trying to manipulate you. So tell them, Rhonda, how, what happened? 
Tell us about the robocall incident of 2010, please. I appreciate you asking that question. Please. Because people that I respected and people that I worked with and I consider myself to love never asked me, Rhonda, why did you do it? Right. You could look me up. You'll see the information on YouTube and you ask me why. And I appreciate that. That's that's what I want to know. That's what the audience want to know. So first tell them them the what. Tell them the what. They know the who. It's you, the lovely fantastic. There was a call that went out in Prince George's County and in Baltimore City that said, stay home. The election has already happened. There's nothing else you need to do. The election is over. Mm. And... Was that like the verbiage, more or less? Yeah, no, I'm telling you. Martin O'Malley won the election. There's nothing else you need to do. So it was a political tactic of counterintuitivity. And when I say that... the campaign? When I say that is because in politics, people... The, the First Amendment is real. Yeah. You can say Whatever the hell what you want to say under the First Amendment, but there's a caveat. There, there's one clause. You have to say, who paid for you to say mm-hmm. what you needed to say? Mm. So I was offered $17,000 to say these words. Mm-hmm. And I have no excuses. Mm-hmm. If today well, anybody kept it a box. She said she needed that seventeen G's. Okay. <laughs> no, I needed seventeen thousand because my mm. mother was laying on her deathbed. Mm-hmm. I had two children, my second cousins, who I called my nephews, as my children, mm-hmm. and they meant everything to me. Yo. And it was November the fourth. You know, Thanksgiving <laughs> is three weeks away, and Christmas <laughs> is a month. Right. No, no. I just wanted to hear myself out because I'm not one for excuses because I could tell, I told him, but I said, you know if the same thing was on my coattails today and you gave me that option, I'm going to take it every time. Mm. So it because puts you out there. it's not about the principle, it's about the point at some point. So why, So you make this decision. So I made the decision and the the other campaign that paid, that was supposed to pay said they didn't want a tagline. So mm. the tagline meaning paid for, for by, by. Citizens so for Robert Irwin. No, when, Robert when you see a commercial on television, it says paid for by Swift Votes Vets, George Bush, Barack Obama Campaign Committee. It tells you who stands behind the mm. statement. It's not just paid for by. It's who stands behind this statement. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the organization that stands behind the statement, you have to understand if Mm -hmm. you believe in what they believe in. Right. So if you, so I say government accountability. I'm not talking to you as a Democrat. I'm not talking to you as a Republican. I'm talking to you as an American. Mm -hmm. So if you believe in whomever, you vote for candidates individually. City council, don't look at Republican or Democrat. Really? Look at what agrees with you. Game. No, but what agrees with refrigerator politics. Mm. If you ate fish in two 
2000, what, what year is this? Tell No, because I, I faded the black when the fall of Troy. You heard what everything happened to me. I faded the black. Tell me what year. It's 2015. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, no, it's going to be 2016. Yeah. When you voted in 2014 for your state legislators or mm -hmm. your city council person, I'm not going to come up. Right. No, every two years. <laughs> right. so, so when you vote for them folks, vote for the individual that has had a change mm -hmm. in your life. Yeah. So if so, you don't, you give a new man a try. Right. So, so look, so with this whole... I a woman, get, I'm sorry, a new man or woman, Because the person. I think a it's tribe. a very important point that I'm sorry. I want to make here with this whole, with your involvement and this whole Rogo Call thing. I want to make the point that politicians are constantly trying to manipulate the electorate. Yeah. And they're using any... That's their goal. Right. And they use any... That's their goal. And they use any tools and weapons at their disposal. And sadly... You were weaponized, like, by these people, right? But listen, tell them they have enough respect for you not to make you feel like they have manipulated you. They use the media. Right. They, they do it very subtly. Right. And they don't That's want you to understand, understand their weaponry. Yeah. They and, don't but understand But I just want that. you to say that even if it's something that you might agree with, Yeah. Do more research. Do more Just research. tell everybody to read, yes. to understand, yes. and to know what you believe in and who yes. you vote for and believe yes. in. That's see, because a lot of us don't know. That's the goal. That's real. Because see, a lot of us don't know the, the nuances of the political system and the ins and outs of like what's acceptable and what's not acceptable and what we can get, what campaigns can get away with and what they can't get away with. But we all know when we're being manipulated. Yeah. And when we being worked, and when we being played for the fool. But and that's I think what's that been happening for decades. Decades, We've right. been worked. And I'm, and I'm trying We've to tell y'all why. We've been worked. Because it's because you don't stand up and say, Stands nah, that's enough. You have to understand, there's three type of people, in, there's two type of people in the world. There's people that make things happen, and there's people that let things happen. Yeah. We got to be the type of people that make things happen. Because if you let shit happen, you've seen what they will do to you, yo. You've seen what they do to us. This is how they treat us. This is how they carry us. This is how the elected masses of the United States really perceive us. We work. We live in the nation's capital where we are up close and personal with these people. And I'll yeah. tell you just that from a specific Black Broadway standpoint, right? Now, you look at all these people get elected and come to, to Washington to represent their state, their city, their whatever town, right? Can we I live tell right here. Hold on. We truth? live, we live right here truth? and we don't have that. So we don't. we don't have that. So when we we understand on a really basic level how hypocritical and how no, false this I, system is. Can I, no, can so I say don't one get thing? Tricked, can I say one thing? We have an inalienable right. Mm -hmm. That's in the preamble of it the is. Constitution. A lot of people have to die no, for that. Ensure domestic tranquility. Mm -hmm. But as Washingtonians, mm -hmm. I might have to disagree with you a little bit, yeah. but I love you mm -hmm. more than the law allows. Mm -hmm. And all I'm going to say is, in Washington, D.C., we are a bit of a spoiled lot. We are. No, yeah. we are. No, we are. And when they, they look at me, they say, oh, I know your plight. No, you really don't know my plight. As a Washingtonian, we have, people might be upset with this, but we have daddy. 
Yeah, and the federal, federal government. government, no, and the federal government. But they don't love even us. Even when, no, <clears throat> let me tell you, <clears throat> I've been to a lot of states, uh-huh. and even uh-huh. their domestic, their mm-hmm. domestic, mm-hmm. the domestic givings mm-hmm. are not as great as Washington D.C. You're actually right. No, because You're actually and right. I know all I want to say right about is. That. Mm-hmm. When we vote mm-hmm. in the city of Washington, D.C., because what my good new friend and I are uh-huh. going to do and what we want to do mm-hmm. is I want to build an inswell. I want not just from D.C., but we know where we stand. Mm-hmm. Don't be envious of us, but we're just a capital city. Yeah, and we it, no, but don't off. don't count my money. We're not going to count nobody else's money because I want to ensure that we are politically educated. We're going to know everything that Washington, D.C. is befitting of and Mm -hmm. get. And Mm -hmm. this is my cue to stop speaking because because we're going to talk about something else. No, no, no. We We want you to, what we want you to do, no, listen, what we want you to do and when we and we're gonna wrap it up. Too much with to this. talk about. No, it's it's way it's too way much. It's way too much to talk it's about. It's way too much. But our point, and I think that that's the biggest thing that we want all our listeners but to understand right now. But we want to convey right so much. Our point, so small. Our point is political. But we might have to have a part two of this. Three. We might have to have a part two of this, Drake. And we, we might. Am I that? invited? All right, so look. Am of I course. invited? So look. With that being said, though, we want to convey a real message to everybody out there in the top of this year going into this election cycle because you got to understand, like, every year I've been alive, I've just watched the election cycle get longer and longer and they have been bombarding us right now with, like, political ads and all types of nonsense about, you know, who's coming up and who's going to be the nominee. Donald Trump been in my face for the last 10 months, man. I don't have time, man. Like, by the time November comes, I'm going to be sick of everybody. But I got to make y'all understand that you can't let them wear you down. You can't let them people, like, drag you out and gas you up into apathy. Because that's where it goes, man. Like, I mean, I was feeling that way before I had this conversation with Roger today. Before Ronnie and I were introduced, we met at Busboy. Shout out to Andy Shalal, too, man. I listen to his show a lot, too, on... um. 89.3 and he has a lot of things to say politically as well so like maybe that'll be a thing we could do one day man sit down with Andy and, no doubt. and chop it up about the politics he was running he was running for mayor at one point in time in the city actually yeah Andy ran for mayor man so you know like we definitely gotta get into you know a conversation with him about that but yo man like I said it's been such a pleasure like having Rodo on the show it's been such a, a, a insightful and eye opening conversation about the nature of political operations in America and like what, you know, the campaigns is what, not the campaigns, but the nominees and the parties are really looking for and they're what, how they're really trying to target you and how they're really trying to manipulate you. And I mean, hey, if you get, if you don't stay woke, man, you're going to get plays. You're going to be just a, a piece of the puzzle, man. I got my little man in here. I got my son in here, man. He's, he's chomping at the bed. Say what's up. Say, what's up. Say, say what's up, Z. Say what's up, Z. You made it back on the podcast. Yeah, Jesus, bro.
voting is important, which they are talking about. Okay. We live in a democracy. We elect leaders, and that's right. We live in a democracy because we need to vote, and voting is important because you need to elect leaders. So you gonna go with me to the polls this week? I mean, this year when I go vote. Did you know that when you was one year old, I had you in the polls with me when we voted for Obama? Yeah. And you was like, in my arms, you was heavy, and the line was long, and I had to stand there, and I had to get it going. It's crazy, son. That's actually what happened, man. That's what's up. Hey, what is it, though, man? What is it? Black Broadway all day, right? right. It's Black Broadway, right? Let, let, let the people know what it is. Full of Vic Broadway. <laughs> no, that's what it is. It's not Black Broadway. It's Yo, Roger, you got anybody you want to shout out and say what's up to on your way out the door? Let everybody know where they can find you. If you got any social media contact or anything like that, you know, are you hiding from the people right now? You laying low? Like, tell She's in the ground right now. Yeah? You chilling? You don't want to let the people know how to get in touch with you? I'm just where I'm at. All right. And I look can forward. we can we Google you? Can we do our Googles and our YouTube? They go to YouTube and they yes. see the commercial. All right, we gotta go to YouTube. We got. I want y'all to check out this file footage, and I want y'all to you know get in tune and learn about you know the political process in America because for real, it's a serious thing, yo. And a lot of people, and a lot of people tend to overlook the fact that hey man, if if you don't if you allow it to happen to you, it will happen. It will happen. So, we are all about being proactive, like we said at the top of this album. It's all about proactivity, yo. Episode 17, it's a riddle. That means take off. Proactive is another time. Thank we're gonna you for having me. We're going to see you at the Black Social 1217. I'll see you on the 17th. On the That's 17th. Right. Velvet Lounge, 915. Yeah, we're going to turn up. Turn up, turn up. I love it. Proactive.